Hello, friends, and welcome to the Carolyn Whitaco Art Podcast, where we talk all things art, business, marketing, strategy, creative process, travel, and more. Today, we're going to talk about how to make more time for your art practice. But first, let's do our life update. So, Joby and I are homeowners, which I did mention before on the podcast that we were looking, but I didn't give too many details because I know that last time we were looking for a house, we ended up not getting it. I was like so certain we were going to get a house. This was years ago. And then we ended up actually just selling all of our belongings, moving out of our rental house, getting the RV, and then like living in the RV and traveling full time. So we did the actual opposite of getting a house. So this time around, I didn't want to give too many updates behind the scenes of our house searching process. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw me post it on my stories when we were going to like look at properties and things like that. But I never gave like super serious updates on the podcast about that. But we did close on our house. I am recording this from my new art studio right now. It's very empty in here, so I hope it's not too echoey. (laughs) But Yeah, I'm very excited. We closed probably, I think, two weeks ago, almost exactly now, which is really exciting. We have been doing a lot of housework, and my husband has been doing some updates to the house, just changing out pipes, putting in extra insulation, ripping up all the floors. Our house looks like an absolute wreck right now, but it's still very exciting. It's in a very small town. So I grew up in the Detroit area, which is a very urban area. And I don't know, after traveling so much and going around the country, we lived in desert towns, mountain towns, beach towns. And I think I realized, of course, I wanted to be really close to my family, which is why we bought a house in Michigan. But I think I realized that to me, the most calming and beautiful scenery for me is just open fields. Like I wanted to be able to look out my front door and see wide open spaces. And so we definitely have that. (laughs) It's a lot of change from how I grew up and how I've been living, but I feel so good here. And I know that we're going to spend a lot of time here and a long period of our lives here. So it's an old farmhouse. It's a three bedroom, one bath. The barn is literally bigger than the house. (laughs) You can tell it used to have like cows in it because there's little stands for milking cows. It also has an attached garage and a barn. So anyways, my husband is extremely happy. I'm also extremely happy because the entire upstairs area is my art studio and there is closet and storage space galore. I did start on Instagram a highlight of the art studio so you get to see the progress that I make on it. I just posted some videos of it like empty. I did like the empty beginning tour and you guys can follow along as I renovate it. I also, separate life update, have some shows coming up. So the holiday season is really great for art markets. Normally they're all like I do a bunch of smaller art markets. Because of the hecticness of my life I have only made time for two, which is still good in my book. So tomorrow I am going to be at the Wonderland and Enchanted Winter Market, which is put on by the Witch's Night Bazaar. Um, So if you've ever gone to one of the Witch's Night Bazaars, they do one usually for like the equinoxes, the first day of spring, stuff like that. 
but they're also doing one for the holidays. So I'm very excited to say I'll be there tomorrow. So I'm going to drive to Detroit. It's at the Tangent Gallery. It starts at 2 p.m. So you can still go stop by. I'm excited to be there. So after this podcast episode, I'm actually going to get all my stuff ready and pack the car so that I can be ready for tomorrow. Another show I'm doing is next weekend, December 17th, at the Red Door Gallery, which is also in Detroit. And I have never been to this gallery. I am very excited to go. It's really close to the tangent, so I don't know why I've never been there. But I'm pretty sure it's owned by some guy who lives in New York, and he owns, like, multiple studios or multiple galleries. So I'm wondering if it's not open all the time and it only opens for events, and that's why I don't know about it. Or maybe I'm just out of the loop. I don't know. But I'm excited to go and find out what that's all about. It looks really cute inside. So, yeah. Come hang. If you can't this weekend, go ahead and stop by next weekend. And that one is, I believe, earlier. I think it's like 10 a.m. to 5 at the Red Door Gallery. Of course, I'll be sending out an email about that to my email list. So if you're on there, you'll get all the updates. And that's it right now for all my life updates. I feel like there's so much I could update on, but those are like the biggest ones that you need to know about. So let's get into our real topic of the day, which is how to make more time for artwork. So a lot of artists say that they don't have a lot of time for art, that they love their creative practice, but they just for some reason always avoid it or procrastinate on finishing their projects. And obviously the biggest advice that you hear is that you have to make it a priority. And that's true. But what does that even mean? What does it mean to make something a priority? Pri means, P-R-I, that prefix means before. So before you do anything else, you have to do this. And that's kind of a hard thing to embody. It's an easy thing to say. Yeah, this is a priority. My family is a priority. Blah, 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 blah. But do you make time for that first before you make time for other things or not? Because if you don't, then it's not a priority. And I think people really, um, they they have a mental scope of their values and their priorities, but they don't bring that into their physical life. Like their actions don't speak for their thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like your actions mean more than your words. Their words say, oh yeah, art is a priority, but their actions don't reflect that. So we're going to talk about how to make your actions reflect that as a priority. And I decided to talk about this now because my life is extremely chaotic. (laughs) So we are moving into this house. We are collecting our belongings from everywhere. So we have our belongings stored um, in a bunch of different friends' garages, my mom's garage. We had storage units. We had one of our friends who was actually borrowing and living in the RV for a few months um, just to help him out and also help us out. And, you know, so we're collecting all of these things from different places. I still have to get stuff from the previous tapestry business owner because I didn't have a house. I couldn't collect a lot of the equipment for that business, right? So I'm still managing that. I'm doing 75 hard right now. I have show prep. I have just life and holidays in general. So my life is extremely chaotic and yet I still make time for art. I still make time for these art shows. I still make time to prep my studio. So I want to talk about how I make 
art and my art practice and my business a priority even though there's so much shit going on in my life. And the one thing I will say is that I do not have a day job right now. So that does make it a lot easier for me because my job is art. That's what I do. But when I first started discussing this topic, I actually made this topic a blog post. You can go back into acupofcloudy.com slash blog and read this as a blog post. And I decided to revisit it because when I made this blog post, I did have a full-time job. I did have a day job. And so I was actually, this was something I was learning myself because of course there's like life shit going on as well as my full-time job. Now I feel like I have more life stuff going on, but I don't have a full-time job. So it really evens out, but I just wanted to make that disclaimer because it really doesn't matter what you have going on in your life. Everybody's life is busy and you can read that blog post and see what I wrote at that time and then listen to this and see how I'm visiting the same topic at this time in a different point of my life as well. So they both will be equally valuable. So let's get into our tips. I have seven tips for you guys to make more time for art and make it a priority. Number one, stop spending time on something else so you can spend time on art. This is extremely obvious, but like I said, it's one thing to say and another thing to really do it. This is a sacrifice. So anytime you choose to do something, you're choosing not to do something else. Some examples of what you could choose not to do would be watching TV. Honestly, you really don't need to be watching TV. It's a waste of time. Same goes for scrolling endlessly on your phone. This is mindless entertainment. I'm not saying I never do either of these things, but I'm just saying that it's absolutely the first thing that I cut out when I need to make more time for my art because it's just not a priority. Scrolling TikTok is not a priority. You don't need to watch 1,000 videos on herbalism and foraging, okay? And I'm speaking to myself here. (laughs) It's just not useful when what I need to be doing is completing a painting. What I need to be doing is cleaning my studio. So... Watching TV and scrolling your phone endlessly, just cut that right the fuck out. It's so unnecessary. Download one of those apps that tracks your time. So I use Stay Free and it will track the amount of time I spend on which apps. And you can set alarms and you can set um, features where it will override your phone. I know iPhones like have it built in or whatever, but just, just track what you actually are doing on your phone and look at it. Like look at it every day. Because when I started looking at it every day, my phone usage plummeted or like what I was actually doing on my phone changed. Like right now I'm recording this podcast on my phone. So yeah, that's me using my phone, but it's being productive, right? So look at what are you using your phone for? Look at what are you watching on TV? Are you watching like an inspirational documentary? Is it educational? Is it useful to you? Or is it just like some bullshit TV show, right? And you know the difference. You know when it's inspiring and you know when it's bullshit. So cut out watching TV, cut out scrolling endlessly on your phone. It will save you so much time and you can spend that time on art. Another thing you can sacrifice is household chores. So this is obviously a sacrifice. A lot of these are sacrifices, right? Watching TV is a sacrifice of like relaxing and enjoyment and just like chilling. This is a sacrifice of your household order, of your cleanliness. But honestly, what is more of a priority, especially when I went full-time, I learned this so quickly because if I don't work on my art business, I don't get paid. So like, if I think about it, what's more important, sweeping the floors or 
making this illustration for a client, definitely not sweeping the, sweeping the floors. That the floors are just going to be dog hairy and dirty because I need to get this work done because if I don't get it done on time, I don't get paid. So like you really have to make certain things a priority. And yeah, doing chores is important and that's good for your quality of life. But at the same time, it's one of those things that you can slack on a little bit more to make time for your art. Because like I said, priority means to do something first. And I know a lot of people will use cleaning as a way to avoid their projects. So it's like a very good procrastination productivity thing when your house is spotless and you haven't started on your painting at all. That's like a big red flag. Another thing you can cut out is other hobbies. So if you want to take your painting, your collage, your drawing, if you want to take that seriously, it's really best to just focus on that one hobby or that one, you know, if you're doing it as a a career or a hobby, whatever, like just have the one. Because I know a lot of artists who they like, they want to be into embroidery and they want to make like homemade wallpaper and they also are making rugs and like that is cool. But which one are you taking seriously? Because if you're doing five different hobbies, then you're not taking any of them seriously. You're a jack of all trades and we don't want to be a jack of all trades. We want to be a master of one. So Cut out your other hobbies to make one of them a priority. Also, social outings. You can sacrifice your social outings to make time for your artwork. Now, I have been doing this lately because I just really needed to because we had a lot going on with the house. So I had one of my best friends, Caitlin. She was like, oh, hey, I got these free tickets to this comedy show. Do you want to go? And I did really want to go. And I said yes at first. But then the next morning I woke up and I was like, Caroline, you do not have the time to be like doing these extra social outings just because they're fun, just because it's your friend. Like you have stuff that you need to do that's more important. So I had to text her back and be like, actually, I have a lot of work to do. I can't do this right now. And I skipped out and I stayed home that night and I got a bunch of work done and I don't regret it. So sometimes you do have to sacrifice a little bit of social life to get work done. And we all know this, even with a day job, that's what you do. You say, oh, I can't make it to so-and-so's birthday party because I have to work that day. Like I can't call off. So if you're prioritizing your day job like that, why don't you prioritize your art practice like that? You need to prioritize it like that. And yeah, it's not super fun, but if you want to go anywhere with it, if you want to get paid from it, if you want to get better at your art practice, that's just what you have to do. Another thing that you can sacrifice is beauty habits. So this is kind of the same line as chores. Like, do you really need to go get your nails done? Do you really have to put makeup on today even though you're not leaving the house? Like, would you like to? Yes, I would like to. But sometimes it's just more important to get your work done, to reach out to potential clients, to make that marketing TikTok video, to do things that you know are going to move the needle in your art business other than like, you know, doing your nails or stuff like that. And yeah, it's one of those things, again, it's nice to have your nails done. It's nice to have your hair done. It's nice to have all that stuff. But if it's not moving the needle forward in your business, maybe it's something you can sacrifice. Another thing is working overtime. This is one of the first things that I cut out when I could. So when I started making a decent amount of money in my art business, I cut down the hours at my work. So I really didn't work overtime that much. Um, I really never had a lot of passion for any of my day jobs. I enjoyed them, but I never had like a passion for my day job. So as soon as I could, I was cutting them hours, right? Like I moved from full-time down to four days a week. 
And then I moved down. Or actually, did I move straight down to three? I can't remember. But I cut days immediately at my day job when I could. So if you're working overtime and you don't need to be doing that, like if you can pay all of your bills without working overtime, cut that overtime, girl, because you don't need it. And you can spend that extra time making things for your art business, which will over time pay you as well. The last one I'm going to mention is sleep. And this is very depressing to mention this, but it is true. And it's something that I actually do sacrifice often in my art business. And it helps me a lot. Like when I was doing the Renaissance Festival, all of like August, September, and the first bit of October, I like did not sleep. Like I was really working 24 seven as much as I could physically do. And I'm not recommending this long-term because it is bad for your health. It's bad for your creativity. But at that phase in my business, I really wasn't making artwork. I was busy doing like festival work. So setting up, stocking inventory, sewing, like doing like, I just really didn't have the time to sleep or, or else my business would suffer. So when there's consequences, it makes it easier to cut things out. And during that phase, that two month phase, The consequences in lost income would have been detrimental if I decided I wanted to get eight eight hours of sleep every night. Like it just wasn't going to happen if I wanted that first Renaissance Festival season to be a success. So sometimes you can cut out sleep and it's really beneficial. Again, wouldn't recommend it long term. I really wouldn't recommend any of these long term except for maybe beauty habits if that's not something you really care about or watching TV and scrolling your phone. Like, obviously you have to do chores at some point. You have to have a social life at some point. It's good for your mental health. You know, so take these all with a grain of salt, but don't be afraid to sacrifice certain parts of your life to prioritize other parts of your life. Because if your life isn't looking how you want it to look right now, if your art practice isn't looking as successful as you want it to be, you need to make a change and you have to spend time on your art practice and take away time from something else. So those are just suggestions. You can obviously look at your own life and see what else you would prefer to cut out. Maybe you drive five miles to your favorite coffee shop every single day and start your day like that. And yeah, that's really great and luxurious, but that probably takes you 45 minutes. Maybe you can cut that out and you have 45 minutes extra in your day. You know, like look at your day and see what can you cut out. Okay, making time for art. Tip number two is incorporating it into your daily life. So this is a lot more fun of a tip (laughs) than the last one. Uh, The last one we started out pretty depressing, but this one is exciting because you can just incorporate art into things you're already doing. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, I don't have time for my art because I'm raising my children. I have to like watch my kids all the time. I'm a stay at home mom, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Love that. But you can do art with your kids, like set up your kids, their own little art station, and you can do yours and you can just incorporate it into to your daily life, to your activities that you're already doing. Make it a group activity. Another way to do this is do a paint and pour with your friends. So say I don't want to cut out my social life. That's not something I'm willing to sacrifice okay, then do art with your friends. Say, hey, come on over. I'm going to be working on this painting. If you guys want, you can all bring a creative project or bring like something that you need to get done and we can just do it together. Like I have done this with my best friend before when she just really needed to study for her new job as like a software developer. 
and I really had a lot of painting work I needed to get done and we just wanted to be social. I literally went to her house and we sat in silence and she studied and I did my artwork and it was so nice. It was like so peaceful and just you can do that. Like that's a thing you can do, right? And I that's not something I used to do. I used to think that every social activity had to just be social. Like you have to be really present with your friends and I love to be present and, you know, put my phone on and stuff like that. But sometimes if you just schedule it, like, hey, I really need to get stuff done, but I'm just, like, tired of being alone. Like, I feel drained by being alone. Like, can we just sit and, like, do something productive together? Make it a thing. Like, you can just make that a thing. And I honestly loved it and would love to do it more often. So you can also incorporate, instead of sacrificing something, you can incorporate it into your art practice. So, like, say, for instance, you were going to cut out some beauty habits, right? Instead, you could maybe make the beauty habit your art form. So I know a lot of nail techs who are straight up artists. Like they are making beautiful works of art on people's nails. And that's, it's a beauty habit. So their nails are always done, but it's a freaking masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make something like that instead of cutting it out, just make it your art practice. So incorporate it into your daily life. It really increases the flow of your art practice. You can also, another tip is carry a sketchbook with you. Just having it with you at all times so that if you get an idea, you can just whip it out and jot down that idea, make a little sketch. I carry a notebook on me at all times. And this is one of the main ways I incorporate it into my daily life is just carrying, which I carry a lined notebook. I'm not a sketchbook girly because I found that when I carried a sketchbook, I would make a beautiful, flawless drawing in my notebook, in my sketchbook. And then when I went to go transfer it to the watercolor paper, it would never look the same. And it would just bum me out that I had made this beautiful sketch illustration outline on this notepad, and then I couldn't paint it afterwards. So I quit doing that, and now I carry a lined notebook. So I make like the scariest, crappiest little (laughs) illustration in my lined notebook with some like arrows of what color I want it to be and stuff like that. And I just carry it around so that anytime I have an idea, I can jot it down. And that helps me incorporate it into my daily life. So you can brainstorm ideas of what it can look like in your daily life. What activities are you already doing? People you're already spending time with that could be elevated by making it artsy. Just make it an artsy thing. Tip number three, exchange money for time. This is something that only people with extra money can do. And I realize that it's something that I rarely do because I am, I just would prefer to like DIY everything in my life basically. But you can exchange money for time. So this can look like paying a house cleaner. Instead of sacrificing your chores, say, well, a clean house is not something that's negotiable in my life, you can pay for a house cleaning service to come maybe once a week for an hour and mop your floors and things like that. So that way your house can be clean and you still have the time of not cleaning your own house. There are many services online you can do this. You can also hire like a full-time, like the same person who comes every time, whatever fits your budget. You could also do takeout or a grocery service instead of cooking a meal. So I love to cook. This is something I probably won't ever outsource too much other than getting takeout. Like sometimes just order a pizza and have it delivered. No cooking, no cleanup time. 
it saves you so much time in your day and you can spend that day, that time making artwork instead. You can also hire a babysitter. So if you have kids and you, you know, your kids really hate doing artwork, they're not interested in that, you can't incorporate that into your daily life. Maybe just hire a babysitter once a week. They can even come into your house. Like they don't even, you don't even have to go anywhere if you don't want. Hire a babysitter once a week and spend that day on your art business. So make Wednesdays your art business day because you hire a babysitter for that time every week. So you can exchange money for time in this way and that will free up so much space and time for you to get things done. Number four is to create quickly. This is easier said than done. (laughs) My creative process is extremely slow, so I understand how difficult this sounds. And this is something I'm still working on and I'm actually incredibly horrible at, but it is still something that maybe you would not be horrible at, (laughs) so I'm mentioning it here. Perfectionism in your artwork really does cost you time. If you want every single detail to be just right, if you want every single thing to be exactly how you like it, that's going to take you a lot of time in your art practice making a single painting. So for me, the quickest I can get a painting done is like, if I'm really spending a lot of time on it, probably like a week and a half, right? Normally, when I get custom illustrations, like clients, I tell them two weeks because I really dedicate my time to it. Two weeks is usually when I can turn out a painting. That's kind of a long time if you think about it, because even if I was spending all my time on making artwork and not really any time on business, that's like, what, 25 paintings a year? It's really not that much. So perfectionism costs me time in my creative practice. But the thing is, prolific artists are equally successful as skilled artists. So even if you make like a complete fucking masterpiece, it's immaculate, it goes viral, everybody loves it, and it's just one painting, yeah, that's going to be a big success for you. But you know what else is really a big success for you? If you make 365 paintings a year, a painting every day, and you post it every day and maybe none of them go viral but people start following you on social media because they see you post cool paintings every day and that can equal the same amount of success as someone who takes an entire year to make one painting and it's a masterpiece so prolific artists are equally successful as skilled artists and this is something that i really had to drill into my mind especially i learned this actually from graffiti artists because A lot of graffiti artists will just like throw up a tag and it kind of looks like shit, right? But it's their tag and you recognize it and you see it everywhere. My favorite graffiti artist is So, S-E-W. I have no idea who this person is, but I see them everywhere. So I've traveled the country. I've gone out of country. I've seen their tag in Athens, Greece. I've seen their tag. Like they are so prolific and their stuff isn't that good. Like, it's just a tag. Like, obviously, they make really great pieces as well. But a lot of times, it's just a little throw-up, right? So if you can just make a little throw-up every day and then every once in a while make a masterpiece, that would be a great balance. So try to create more quickly than you're used to. Obviously, there's a happy medium here as well, which is what I strive for because I just cannot stand to publish something that's like just a throw up or just a tag. Like it has to have a certain level of quality for me because I just, I don't know, maybe it's the perfectionist in me. So try to get a happy medium and an easy way to 
practice this is to actually set a timer. Maybe if you, if your paintings normally take you like six hours, say, and you normally will sit and do it all in one sitting. Try to set a timer for four hours and see what you can complete in that time because you will rush yourself and maybe you'll be surprised at how beautiful that painting actually comes out when you're rushing, when you set that timer. So just try to speed it up because if you can make more paintings that you love in a smaller amount of time, that automatically gives you more time to make art because now you don't have to spend six hours on a painting. You can just spend four hours and that frees up two hours of your day to like take your kids to the park or go to work or get a workout in, you know, like you have extra time in your day. So just try to do it more quickly and see how that works out for you. Along these same lines is tip number five, set a deadline. The thing with deadlines is they put pressure on you, but the only way that they put pressure on you to complete this art project is if there's a consequence for not getting it done. So you will make time if there is a consequence for not getting it done. So come up with some type of consequence if you don't get your paintings done on time. For me, the easiest way to do this, especially with clients, is I set that two-week timer, right? I say, oh, well, here's your start date, and then by the end of these two weeks, you'll have your portrait commission done. I just imagine the client getting like so mad if I'm late in any fashion, telling all their friends about it, like ruins the reputation of my business. Obviously, this is not true and this has never happened to me, but this is just like the consequence that I make up in my mind for not getting it done on time. So whether it is a real consequence or an imagined consequence, you need to have a consequence for the deadline or else the pressure won't be there and you will just pass the deadline up on your calendar no problem and it will not work for you. So a way to do this is you can tell a friend for accountability, get an accountability buddy and have them like text you when the time comes so that you feel like there is a pressure, like someone's watching you, right? <laughs> that it's kind of like the same thing um, when I was in college, having a deadline for me to read this certain book really made me read the book because I knew the class was going to come up and questions would be asked and I need to know what I'm talking about or else it's going to be embarrassing for me, right? To like have a question asked and be like, uh, you know, that's embarrassing. So have some sort of consequence, no matter how small or big. You can also get a planner or a calendar to help you with this deadline so you can keep track of your deadlines. I use a combination of Trello, which is like a post-it note app. Basically, it's free. Love Trello. Wish they would sponsor me, honestly. <laughs> um, my calendar, which is the A Cup of Cloudy Illustrated calendar. And I also use Google Calendar as well because that's on your phone and it's just helpful for me. Use a planner, set deadlines, set an alarm, have your friend, be your accountability buddy, and make up these consequences. You can also make up rewards. So maybe I'm like a negative Nancy and just like fear consequences more than I desire rewards. But you can also give yourself an, a reward for meeting your deadline. So if you say, oh, I'm going to have this painting done by Tuesday. And if I have it done by Tuesday, then on Wednesday, I'm going to take myself out for a massage. But if you don't have it done by Tuesday, you don't get that massage. So that's your consequence and it'll be your self-imposed consequence, right? So that's a really good hack for setting a deadline and actually caring about the deadline. Number six is take a class. So this kind of goes along with the deadline train of thought. 
Because if you're taking a class, especially one that you pay for, you'll be more likely to actually complete the assignments in the class. Because obligation is motivation. So when you feel like you're obligated to complete these assignments because you're paying for them and you don't want to waste your money and when you show up to the class, you know, there's like that social pressure of all of your classmates there, that can really help you out and motivate you to actually get something done. A tip for this also is to make the class tailored to you. So don't just take like a random class. Don't take like a random paint and pour when you know they're going to paint like something lame. I hate paint and pours low key, honestly. Mostly just because I feel <laughs> like I just would rather be working on my own painting. So take a class that's actually relevant to you, right? Like if you're trying to get into mosaics, take a mosaic class. Learn how to make mosaic tables. If you are an illustrator, maybe take a portraiture class or maybe take a human form class so that you can get better at making your illustrations. You can get better at making your paintings. Take something that's going to actually be relevant to your art practice and your art journey and the medium that you're using already. Because if you take a class that is totally outside of your realm that you're not super interested in, yeah, you're going to be spending that time making creative things, but it's not going to feel like progress. It's going to feel like a distraction. So you want it to be relevant to you so that it feels like this is my priority. This is my direction I'm going in and you'll feel proud about it afterwards. I do not usually recommend the easier ones like the um, the ones where you go in and they already have a piece of pottery and then you just paint it or like the paint and pour where there's already a guy who like leads the class and he will say, oh, we're going to paint these sunflowers. Like I would suggest a class that is more advanced and will really stretch you. So don't just fill the time with art to fill the time with art. Like you want to fill the time with art that's going to stretch you, that's going to move you forward, that's going to give you the type of practice that actually improves your skills. So I would go on Google Maps and look up art studios in your area or art classes in your area and see what's available. There's always independent artists who are hosting workshops as well. Or sometimes you can jump in on local college classes even though you're not like a full-time student, you can just join the college class. So I would definitely look into those things. You can take online classes as well. And I would suggest this if you are short on time, if you just prefer doing things online. However, there are certain things that are not bring your own art supplies that you will have to physically attend a place so that they have the art supplies that you may need. So I would definitely check your local area. This can help you build community as well. If there is nothing you're interested in, you may choose to find somebody online who's teaching something super niche. So just go ahead and explore your options concerning classes. There's always tons available. Tip number seven for making time for more art is kind of a general life tip. And it's to be healthier. So when you have healthier life habits, you have more energy. And when you have more energy, you have more time. So when you are eating a bunch of McDonald's and fast food and chips and candy all the time because you're so busy and you're so on the go, that's draining your energy. And I say this as somebody who used to literally eat like that. Like I used to literally eat McDonald's every single day. Like not kidding, every day. It's crazy because I was younger then, but I had less energy then as well. And now I like actually take care of my health. 
I exercise. I go for walks with my dog and I eat whole foods that are actual real foods. And I try to cut out like soybean oil and all these artificial like oils that give you no nutrition in my food and stuff like that. Like I just care about what I'm eating. I read the ingredients on the back of my food and I feel like I have more energy. I get more things done per day than I ever did before. And not only that too, but I feel more mental clarity. Like my mental health is better. And I think people ignore a lot the fact that your mental health and your physical health are inexorably tied. There is no way that you can disconnect them. Your brain is literally part of your body. So when you take care of what you perceive to be like my body, I'm taking care of my body, I'm going for hot girl walks, I'm like eating my salad and whatever, that affects your brain. And when it affects your brain positively, not only will you feel more creative, but you'll feel clearer about what you want to create and you'll be able to execute the task quicker. You'll feel more energy like when that Wednesday comes up and you have to go to your class, you have the energy to go. You don't feel like, oh my God, I just can't be bothered to leave the house today. Like you'll have the energy to go. And so this honestly will help you with everything in your life, (laughs) being healthier and will help improve the quality of life and everything. I'm not a health expert, so I'm not going to give you like health advice, but I'm just saying like look into what your body needs and do some trial and error and see how you feel when you eat certain foods, how you feel when you do certain activities, how you feel when you have the non-fragrance candle instead of the fragrance candle. Do little tweaks and see how it makes you feel because being healthier will directly affect your creative practice and give you more time. So those are my seven tips for you guys. (laughs) I hope that they were all very helpful for you. I know that these tips are really not easy. They are simple, but they are not easy. Like I said, it's it's really easy to say art is a priority for me, but it's a whole different ballgame to actually take the action to make art a priority in your life. And so these are just seven ways that you can make art a priority in your life so that you can have more time for art. Because the truth is, is everybody has the same amount of time in a day, but it's what they choose to do with that time that matters. And people always say that quote is bullshit, but it's really not. Like, go back to tip number three, which is exchange money for time. So when people say, oh, Beyonce doesn't have the same hours I do. Yes, she does. But she just chooses to exchange money for time because she has a lot of money. So obviously not everybody can do that first step up. But if you can, go ahead and do that. Otherwise, you've got six other wonderful tips that you can use to make more time in your life until the point comes when you can exchange money for time, right? So everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. That's just the fact of life. And you make your life what it is and you make time for what you value. So my homework for you is to do a little audit of your life. I'm not going to say like track your minutes every day because people always advise that and honestly, I could not imagine actually sitting down and writing out every single task I do and how long it takes me. That's just crazy. But go ahead and look at the last week of your life. Look at every day. Open your journal and put Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and go ahead and say, what did I spend the majority of my time doing on this day? And really evaluate your life. What you spend time on is what you value. What you spend time on is what you value. So if you're spending five hours a day scrolling your phone aimlessly, that's what you value. 
So I want you to take a hard look and no judgment, nobody else has to know what you spend your time on. And every once in a while, I do this exercise really to get a hard reality check on myself and keep myself accountable because I don't want to admit that I value like binge watching TV. I don't want to admit that I value like picking at my fingernails for 45 minutes zoning out. I don't want to admit that I value those things. But when I look at actually what I spend my time on, that's what you value. So do a little life audit. Be harsh on yourself. Find things that you can eliminate that will make time for art for you. If you found this episode helpful or motivating, if it was like a real tough love episode <laughs> that you want to share with a friend, go ahead and share it with your artsy friends. Share it on Instagram. Tag me in it. Post it in your art groups that you're in because I promise this will help you. It is tough, but it is simple. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Carolyn Whitaker Art Podcast. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.